is a broke billionaire's thing. We don't have no money, but we have ideas, man. Welcome back to season four of Broke Billionaires, everyone. We took a little break, you know, we had to gather our thoughts, get back. But how does it feel to be back, Krijan? How does it feel? It feels, it feels great, you know, this is technically back times two. For the second time. We can tell you, we can tell you a bit more. <laughs> this is not the first recording, but, uh, you yeah. know, technical difficulties technical did arise. Difficulties, but... Technical difficulties. So the first episode, though, I still would recommend everyone. We talked about this show called... My goodness, what's it? Rehearsal. Rehearsal. So if anybody's not watched the show Rehearsal, definitely go take a look at it. Krichan, your thoughts about the final show, just to like recap, even though we didn't get to talk about it. Yeah, so we basically talked about the show. Uh, similar to the show, it was Nathan for you. And, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Great, great, great TV show. Uh, my mind oh, you, watched, blown. you watched Nathan for you too? What I, I did watch some episodes of Nathan for You too. Oh yeah, yeah. what do you so think? I don't good. think we talked about this. Man, Nathan for You is it's just so funny, man. Like if you <laughs> yeah. have a, a like a sense of humor, just like some something that's just so lighthearted and and also creative, it's it's just so funny, guys. Just definitely Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely take a look at Nathan for You. Maybe just watch Nathan for You like you don't even have to watch like all the seasons or anything. Just watch a couple episodes. You don't have to watch them in order. But then just watch a couple episodes, get a general idea of the type of person that he is. Then watch the rehearsal. Then rehearsal will probably blow your mind. So a quick recap of that first episode. But today's topic is Twitter and all this kind of turmoil that's been going around involving Twitter. And just thoughts, Christian, about your original, you know, how you feel about Twitter now and kind of where we're going to go with this. Oh, wow. Very open-ended question. Uh, so just before, like, Twitter, like I, I do have a Twitter, but I also kind of don't have a Twitter. It's kind of like, you know, where you have a Twitter, but you don't really post anything on it, but and you just use it for news and, and, like and sports related stuff. Yeah, just sports related stuff, just because it's a really good resource for uh, like sports rumors and 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 whatnot, like you know transfers and trades. For FIFA yeah, you know, FIFA Ultimate Team, <laughs> you know, some some trades and some transfers going around. So it's a really good resource in that sense. I don't post anything. I don't connect with anybody really or anything like that. Um, so that's how I used it or I still plan to use it. Um, what about you? Like, how, how do you use it? Or do you even have Twitter? I don't Twitter? even have Twitter at all. So it's kind of interesting to me to watch everything that's been going on from the sidelines because I kind of don't have an investment in how it's moderated, who's in charge of it, because I've just never really been a Twitter person. I hear the 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 memes on there are very funny and like kind of like what you're saying that it's a really good source of news for people. And apparently it's more trusted than the news. And also you can kind of I guess more easily filter where you want to get your news from depending on who you follow and you know things of that nature I guess, but in terms of actually having a Twitter, I I guess I have a Twitter technically, but I've only used it once to contact the DMV about getting me an appointment to get my driver's license. That's <laughs> about it. And they responded. They responded. They responded with a, a specific phone line that I could call that could get me in touch with the person automatically, and it worked. So if you guys ever need to get something you know, hooked up with your driver's license, definitely DM. Uh, no, it's true. DMV. You can get tech support too. Like, with uh, my online service provider, like my internet service provider, you can DM them on Twitter. Uh, you can ask them questions because sometimes those phone lines they're like an hour plus wait, and then you can. What do you guys get, have you again? What them. is your guys' uh, internet provider? It's a, it's a monopoly. We're not going to get into it. Tell us, tell us, and Bell. Yeah, you're close though. You're close. <laughs> tell us. It's a monopoly. Yeah, we don't. And have, there's like, not problems million. with uh, it being a monopoly. There, there, there is, bro. Like everything in Canada is a monopoly to some extent, and you know maybe we can do an Tim episode Hortons? on that sometime. Tim Hortons is, a, is the fuel. That's the fuel of the country. <laughs> that's, that's what gets us. Your guys' up version in the of Starbucks. Huh? Yeah, it's the fuel. We have Starbucks too, but it's just kind of Tim Hortons is more popular. Cheap. It's just no. It's affordable. You know, it's pretty good, but the the quality's gone down lately. What is the what is the slogan you guys have? Flip the lip, or is it? Trim the rim, something like that. <laughs> Roll up the rim. 
it's Roll not a slogan. It's not a slogan. It's like a, it's like a special thing that comes around like in the January season where you know you roll it up and then you get a prize, free donut, free coffee sometimes oh, yeah, as a yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get rich, yeah, when I came up. But yeah. it didn't work out for me. <laughs> but yeah, but, but listen, the car apparently it's not a car, bro. They give you like a lease for a car. Which is just oh why why do I want a lease for a car? <laughs> and wouldn't you get income taxed based on that car if you get that car? It's like four. maybe. I, I don't know. That would suck know. if you actually got taxed for that if you didn't get it for free, essentially. You just still have to pay the tax on that at the end of the year. Make some Probably, kind of yeah. money. It's saying that you made a certain amount of money when you really didn't, thanks to the value of the car. But we digress. We're getting far off Twitter. Anyway, um, back to Twitter. Um, <laughs> back, to, back to the main topic I had is, um, so thoughts on Elon Musk's um, acquisition of Twitter and kind of just what you've heard lately. And yeah, just go, just sure. give me a thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was really interesting. Uh, I mean, first of all, with just like the whole the whole situation of somebody who's, you know, top five richest in the world actually using their money and not just letting it sit in, a, in an account and him taking it over, taking over Twitter, which Twitter is one of the top social media platforms. But at the same time, Twitter has been extremely stagnant for a very long yeah. time. I would just say that they, they've added minimal, minimal features. There hasn't really been monetization of Twitter for creators on Twitter. There hasn't yeah. been, there's just a lot of gaps in Twitter compared to all these other social media platforms. And so it's still widely used and it's still really, really important. And I think it was just really, really cool to see him take it over because he noticed that gap because Twitter is so powerful, so, so powerful because, you know, it's the news, it's unregulated. You can post whatever on Twitter. It's not like these other social media platforms where, you know, Facebook, you post a certain video of whatever. You, you can go on Twitter. You can find beheading videos. You can, like, yeah, you can find anything crazy. on Twitter. It's like so, the old world starts still alive. Literally, you can find anything on there. And it, but it's also at the same time, super spammed. Like so many bots, so many fake accounts, all these things. So there's a lot of opportunity, but there's a lot to clean up with Twitter. And seeing him come in and take, take it over uh, is just really interesting to see. And I, I think it, it, it could be for the better because me personally, like we've had um, episodes on this before. Like I personally um, think censorship is not mm-hmm. a good thing. I was going to get into that too. Yeah. So we, we, we'll dive a bit more into censorship, but I don't think it's a good thing. I think people should be able to have a platform, whether they're, whether or not you agree with them. And, you know, if they're spewing harmful rhetoric, like, you know, calling action to violence or doing mm-hmm all these extra things and calling harm to certain groups of people, then yes, you can revoke their ability on your platform. But I think that you need to have a clear metric for who will not be allowed and not, and not just choose and pick and choose. Oh, we don't like what he's saying. So we're going to take him off, but we're going to let the ISIS leaders have a platform and and continue to post whatever (laughs) they want to post on, on this platform. Right. So yeah, that's basically my thoughts. And I, I hope to see that it, uh, goes in a positive direction where they can implement some really cool features and and actually give these creators a chance to to make some money off of Twitter because then I think True. that it'll definitely be cemented as one of the top social media platforms moving forward. Um, what about you? A, a couple things that I wanted to say. First, it's kind of interesting how the acquisition of Twitter actually went down from a timeline perspective. So I kind of yeah. read like about how he went about or Elon Musk went about acquiring twitter so originally what happened was he had valued twitter for 44 billion i think it was right and so i guess earlier in this year he said that he was going to buy it right and his problem originally with wanting to buy twitter was saying that there was too many bots like you were saying and spam accounts and so unless twitter actually provided him like some kind of concrete information or report showing him that only a, a very small minority percentage of the actual accounts on Twitter were spam and bots that he would actually go through with the deal. So what ended up happening after that is they, I guess they provided him some kind of um, file or some kind of reporting that showed only about 5% of actual accounts on Twitter and stuff were spot spam and bots. And what ended up happening is he still kind of denied that, that that was true. And so because of, 
him announcing that he wanted to buy Twitter, there's a lot of fluctuation in the stock market price, I guess, with Twitter. And so a lot of the shareholders got really mad about what was going on with Twitter because I think once he announced that he was going to take it or not take it, the stock price had fallen by, I don't know if it was like 20% or something like that. That's what I read. And so they started to file a class action lawsuit against him, the shareholders did, saying that he's, um, you know, doing stock manipulation. Manipulating, because yeah. yeah, because of everything that he's saying. And so they were going to take it to Delaware courts to essentially sue him. And so eventually there was a lot of back and forth, back and forth. And they set the official date for October. And so finally, I guess he believed or finally caved and said that he was going to go through with the acquisition because it was a day before the actual um, court date. And so after the, so right, I guess the court date was supposed to happen someday in October and the day before he actually acquired Twitter. Um, and another thing too was, it's interesting because people said that the actual valuation of Twitter, like tech experts said that he drastically overpaid for Twitter. So they said that, he said, he, I think he valued it at like $54.50 per share, whereas people said that it should have only actually been $25 per share, which would have made the actual cost of Twitter like $25 billion, what he was going to actually pay. And so um, he uh, is originally, or so he ended up actually paying more in the long run. And two, the reason that people were saying that it was a bad, bad investment is kind of like what you're saying earlier is the fact that there's not really a lot of ways for people to make money on Twitter. Like a lot of their revenue comes from advertisements. And yeah. ever since Elon Musk acquired Twitter, there's a lot of people that stopped advertising on Twitter. Like I think it was a lot of airlines was what I heard read and something else, but I'm forgetting right now. But there's a lot of things that we're using Twitter to advertise that just aren't using it as much ever since um he acquired it so they're already losing a lot of money due to the acquisition and then also i wanted to get your thoughts on two things one is the blue check mark uh idea uh making people pay eight dollars and the second is laying off a majority of those employees because i read or read something about him actually <laughs> that happened recently of him laying off people that now he might be going back on those words but yeah yeah, that's a that's a really good point there. Um, I'm just trying to look up how many people used to work at Twitter uh, I think before this whole thing went down. Seventy five hundred, and then seventy five hundred or seventy five thousand. I don't think it's no, it's seventy five hundred. Yeah, it's not that many people that work at Twitter actually. Seventy five thousand. Okay, you're right. Seventy five hundred. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, the, the seventy-five thousand would be outrageous, but um, so seventy-five hundred is still quite a bit if you really think about it. Because I don't know when you think about all these devs, like yeah, sure, there's like bugs, there's th still things that need to be maintained with Twitter. There's mm -hmm. still a lot of you know databases, lots of things in the back end. You know, keep it, keep it good, keep it up and running, keep it up to date. Um, but in terms of enhancements, like products, products teams, like people who are coming out with new releases. The only thing I actually remember that Twitter added is that they like switched the favorites to likes, the favorite button to a like. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Or maybe they added like Periscope, which was like a live streaming thing a few years back, and then polls, and then they I think they extended the amount of tweet characters. There's barely anything that they've been changing here. So hey, I, 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 I do agree random. with him. I yeah, said go for this it. is something random that I heard. Did they increase it to the fact that there's no limit on Twitter characters now? So you can make a tweet as long as you want. Apparently, I I just really heard that on like Friday or something, or that's I like a new feature that they're planning on adding. I think they might still have a character limit, and not that I tweet or anything, no, because I would need to. <laughs> I need to Guys, check go that. To, go to I think Twitter, there's a limit. I think there's a limit. Secret Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, just for the news, you'll never find it. Um, but what I was saying. Is, yeah, they haven't been really making too many enhancements. So this makes me wonder, what is everybody doing? Like, why do they need this many um, employees? And I actually saw a TikTok on this where it was a, a girl describing the life of a Twitter employee and her whole day, <laughs> her whole day oh, was pretty much that. her going around and getting drinks. Just like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go get a Starbucks. That. 
Now I'm yeah. gonna like do an hour of work. Oh yeah, now I'm gonna go like relax for a little bit, go get another drink, mm-hmm. go do I this, hang out, and then go back home now. And then I was just thinking to myself, what a like that's amazing. Like it'd be amazing yeah, to be a Twitter employee. <laughs> you're just relaxing, getting a drink, and then go get like a little nap in the middle of the day and then go back home. Yeah, that'd be an awesome job. Um But there's a, a so, couple things that I heard in um to the opposite of that is first when he actually uh became the chief board is that he fired the ceo he fired a lot of top executives i think he fired like about half the staff and i think yeah. the the problem with that was the fact that there's a couple things to consider i think first it's kind of messed up because there's a lot of people that maybe their dream job was twitter like uh, you know i'm becoming a software sure. developer yeah. So uh, I wanted to be, you know, actually work at Twitter, help, you know, I don't know, help the ecosystem in acquiring news or letting have a, people have a platform to be able to sp- speak freely. So I yeah. think for that, it sucks for all those people. Second is he probably fired a lot of people that were probably in charge of moderation and making sure, like we were saying earlier, to stop people from helping, you know, incite violence. But it's interesting because ever since his acquisition, he actually reinstated Donald Trump. He reinstated Project Veritas, um, Andrew Tate, and Jordan Peterson. I really don't. And Kanye Jordan... West. Oh, was Kanye banned? Yeah, he was. Oh, interesting. I did not know that Kanye was banned. Yeah. He but banned. Um, is Kyrie banned? Uh, no, I don't think Kyrie was banned. Interesting, interesting. But um, yeah, I think that it probably stopped a lot of um, just the inner workings of being the company being able to run efficiently. Because if you have that many people fired, that means the remaining people have to essentially do the jobs of the people that left. And if those people are get burnt out, because it's like essentially double the amount of work, you're probably not going to keep your employees as happy working there. So I think that's could be the problem with that kind of move. Mm, um, yeah, and I and I have no, you know, I have no game in Twitter. This is just me talking from an outside perspective. So that's just the original, or you know, the foreseeable problems that I can can tell from right now. But I don't know. Yeah, but I just think like Elon, he runs his businesses in a very specific manner. He always implements this tough culture with everywhere he goes. And Twitter was that very lax culture. They had a fresh, you know, Gen Z uh, hybrid, relaxed culture that was, you know, inclusive, et cetera. So like, that's nothing like him. That's nothing like his companies that he runs. I had a friend who worked at Tesla. He told me it's like quite intense. He just basically, it's like, hey, this is the way it is. If you don't like it, leave. That's just very much how he is. And I think when he took it over, he wanted to do a complete overhaul like from the bottom up, just just getting rid of everything that he disagreed with and just implementing yeah. a completely new brand, company, and culture. And I think he had to do that or else he wouldn't have the results, that the end results that he wants. And obviously there's going to be some growing pains with that, any sort of overhaul. Um, what's interesting is I read that Elon actually, after firing a bunch of people, he was actually begging some people to come back. Yeah, I heard that because yeah, those are those are certain people who only them, only they know how that area of the business works. They have yeah. a niche specific skill set, been there for like 10 years, and nobody else knows how to do what they do to the level of what they do. And then, yeah, he, imagine firing them and being, no, we need you. Please come back. We'll pay you more. Yeah, so he really had to eat that one because I'm kind of thinking that would be really embarrassing if, you know... I had to fire a bunch of people and then I had to ask them to come back because Very. I think I think the thing is like when you're acquiring something really quickly the the problem is if you fire the CEO and you don't really learn how the business is handled because there's no doubt he he has a, he does a great job running like um you know his own company with Tesla and everything but the business model for Twitter is completely different. You can't, I don't know if you can s- implement the kind of standards that you have working, doing like a, um, 
I guess like a product company because that's what it is. With with Tesla, he's providing a product, so he needs those people to essentially be able to, you know, you can lower costs to raise profits in a product company, but if at a company like Twitter where it's really managing something that isn't real. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. it's an online platform that's not really providing product or services. You can you can't lower a specific cost to make it more profitable. You have to add something to make it more profitable. And in this case, I think it's adding something to your employees or giving them, you know, incentive to work to motivate them to make the platform better. But if you do something that does the opposite, it's going to make people unhappy and then essentially leave. Although Absolutely. maybe the although the like you're saying maybe the culture was too lax and maybe they did need, you know, some kind of more stricter regimen in their working schedules. I'm not really quite sure. I don't know the life of a Twitter employee. Actually, that's just what, you know, is being portrayed. But I think that that is a that's what can make the downfall of the company. Also, how did you feel about the uh the blue check mark thing? Like you know, people have to pay or have the subscription to have the check mark because I read some interesting things about that. Yeah, so I think that that's super cool. I feel like they they would have already played around with that in the past. Uh, Twitter just taking a look at different ways that they can monetize or increase value for their platform. And I think it's an interesting way that they could get a subscription model out of Twitter, but it would have to be deployed in a very methodical way or else there could be some very, 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 very bad implications. Like, I'm not sure if you heard about what happened with, uh, was it Eli Lilly? No, what the, I, I heard that they did get trolled, but I did not know what specifically happened, what happened. No, there was some serious, serious implications. So what? they came out with this. So yeah, they came out with this $8 a month blue check mark. So for anyone who doesn't know, they, uh, yeah. they piloted this where you pay $8 and then you get this blue check mark on Twitter. And what that blue check mark generally used to mean was this is a verified account. This is the official account. You can trust whatever this account says. So this guy made a parody account for Eli Lilly, which is a pharmaceutical company. And um, he put up this tweet saying, we are excited to announce insulin is free now which is their bread and butter. And he, he had the blue check mark on it. He paid $8. And also, so. it's going to affect drastically affect the people that have actual diabetes. Yes, but it also had some uh, crazy effect on the stock market. So the company dipped 4.37% uh, uh, due to this tweet, and they lost over $15 billion in their market cap. Because and of how free many, is, is there a time frame for that? It was on Friday. So this just past Friday? It was uh but it was like a week ago. This came out oh, like around okay. the eleventh. Yeah, around the eleventh of November. Wow. So yeah, that was just one tweet. So this is the power of Twitter. This was a parody account. This is one guy. And look at the implications I mean, of that this. So I wonder if he's in jail or not now. I, I don't think no, I don't think he's going going to jail. It's just tw Twitter well, has to deal with the backlash. How crazy the, the moderation can affect because now that person doesn't get punished and also had a drastic effect. Yeah, effect. On me. Exactly. Um economy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can say the word. Um but that's one thing that I kind of also think that's that can help hurt it. Another thing too is like, imagine there's like a natural disaster. Someone, this would be a really evil person to this scenario, but someone is telling people to go seek shelter in somewhere that's not safe. And then a lot of people end up getting hurt or going to the wrong place during a natural disaster because someone just wanted to troll online. And there are obviously people like that in this world. Mm -hmm. Like let's not, let's not be naive. So I think that's also a bad implication that the blue check mark can have. And I also heard that he stopped the blue check mark as of November 9th. And anyone that didn't have a blue check mark before, only the people that had one can kind of like purchase one. But the thing is, like, okay, I have two thoughts on this. I really don't, people that have the blue check mark, I don't think that they should be that mad that you have to pay $8. I don't think $8 is that bad personally. You know, that's like, two cups of coffee coffee in, in a month. Like I'm sure someone has spent 
like 50 times that amount in one month on Starbucks than paying $8, you know? So that, that I could see, you know, for me, that's not a big deal. You know, they, if you're verified, you most likely have money, but you're not just, just verifying. Anybody. Great, but just to, just to throw it around, like maybe a different, like a different opinion on the same thing. Like, so yeah, I think Twitter was the first to add in this whole verified blue check mark thing on any social yeah, media platform. Yeah, yeah. And that what that sense. did was it created like a Veblen good, which is like, you know, a higher quality. Like I have sort of class, like, you know, I'm, I'm flying first oh, class. Yeah, like in a plane. Class. Exactly. Class. And yeah. you know, like those like rich people, like they show up to a, you know, an event or a bar or whatever. Oh yeah. I don't pay. I don't, I don't pay anything to get in. I'm, I'm Drake. Like, I don't got to do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I'm doing you a favor by showing up here on I'm your platform. Yeah. You give me the blue check mark. I'm attracting people to your site because they can interact with me. They can view my tweets and they can interact and like, and I can also do the same back if I want to. So I'm doing you a favor by being here. I'm bringing people to your platform. So I think that it could actually push those people away because whether we like it or not, these people do have influence and they don't Some want to pay that should have had influence have influence that's a bad thing too that's one thing that is I've true like, but these people some demanded random person like, that free, they demand some random stuff. person that shouldn't be verified is verified like what yeah like the ctv news reporters yeah yeah like what's like <laughs> what is your, your i don't know but uh yeah. go ahead with what you're saying yeah no that was that's pretty much the gist of it i just um i think that it's going to be difficult to charge these people because they are not going to want to pay because they they it's it's about the principle it's not about them not being able to afford it it's about them being like no i'm doing so much for you there's no way i'm paying for this and i think they'll need to find another way to monetize it i i heard that something recently they're looking at three different check marks like a black one uh the blue one and a gold one See, that's a better idea. <laughs> I, yeah. See, they should have just sat on that for a little bit before they actually announced the whole blue check mark thing. Yeah, they I just guess came you're out right. Way I guess fast. in terms of the principal thing, I guess I, I could see that. Like, you know, you're a person that does have influence, and you know, and for the fact that you know you want whoever you're tweeting to or whoever you're communicating with to be the actual person, but uh, I. I I get I guess I get it, the the whole eight you know being mad about the eight dollars even though like I don't know is there any other platform that charges people to be verified or anything like that no no I don't think so but this is actually really interesting now because this whole three check mark thing so I just looked into it gold check is going to be for companies gray is for government and blue for individuals I think that you could charge companies that and then they would. They would reimburse that as like a not reimburse. They would like write it off as a business expense, and they would pay for it because it is business value for them. So that's so yeah. interesting now. Even if there was like Twitter for business, yeah, that'd be good. And then it was like an eight dollar a month for the check, and then verifies it. That that would create a lot of value for Twitter, a lot of recurring revenue. And I think like for the different tiers, possibly charge more for like regular people whatever five dollars or something you know to be like actually verified as a person but i i think they should also add one i mean does that start to uh, you know dilute the point of it though like you adding all these different check marks because now do you add a check mark for celebrities celebrities are like pink let's just say they do it's blue yeah okay and then like for regular people you're saying it's gray no gray is government officials Oh, government officials. I don't think then, regular people get it anymore because it just says three checks. Gold for companies, gray for government, and blue for individuals. Okay. Oh, okay. celebrity or not. So potentially us, we could get the blue. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to make a, a Twitter account for that blue check. <laughs> okay, <mark>. for the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what I have to say. Um, But I don't know. That's It can have... I think that that model is much better than the current, like, just blue check mark. Although, I think the problem, like we were saying earlier, is, like, Twitter just doesn't have a way to really make money as of right now. Um, yeah. So that's why. And also, another interesting thing that I read is that Elon Musk took a loan from banks 
um, that he has to pay a billion dollar in interest every year um, because of the loans. And the interesting thing about Twitter is as of last year, they only, or I think it was maybe the year of 2021 or some year that I read, is that they only made $692 million. So the debt, yeah. So the amount that the debt is in interest doesn't even, it's not even close to how much that they're making. He's he's losing a considerable amount of money um, having Mm -hmm. Twitter. And I also heard that he was like, I don't know if this is, I mean, a lot of news reports said this as well. I read a couple of articles, but they said that he was considering bankruptcy um, due to Twitter. So I don't know if he actually paid like $44 billion of his own dollars to do that, because I know that he did cash in some Tesla stock for him to be able to purchase Twitter. So yeah, that, yeah. that, is, that is out there. So I don't know. I think it's, I think the, the difficult thing for him to reckon is how you're running uh, a tech company versus a, a social media platform. Because um, yeah, Cal, there's like so many different ways to see it though. Because like having Twitter could be a vehicle for him to increase sales to all of his various businesses as well, and oh, increase the true, revenue yeah. of all of his different businesses. So like it, yeah, it's possible. But in turn, I think he he wouldn't have done it if he didn't see how he could turn it turn it around not only maybe in the short term but also very much long term i do think it'll pay off i really do twitter has such a solid follower like base like people who are on twitter are so loyal to twitter they love twitter in and out they're not going anywhere anytime soon and i think that um with the way that they're uh, they're changing the algorithm to prioritize people who are verified they're going to do that so that everybody who's verified their tweets get prioritized, they get pushed out, they get more followers, they get more engagement, more likes. More people are just going to see that as the minimum requirement. Otherwise, or, oh, or they're just going to get thrown to the bottom. That's how they're going to get rid of the bots because the bots oh, are not going to be verified. Okay. People are not going to want to pay $8 a month for 100 bot accounts. Like yeah, someone might pay yeah. for a bot here and it's there, true, $8. True. But if so, whatever, Twitter benefits from it. So at the end, it's just going to be a lot cleaner. So this is the only way they can they can clean it up because the barrier for entry is so low. It's just just computing power at this point. It doesn't cost yeah. any money. I didn't really I didn't really think about the fact that if you're not verified that your your tweets are gonna be pushed out to the bottom. And he's yeah. also bringing apparently like uh, you know, we, we talked about like the whole censorship conversation before is I think the good thing, if anything, out of all this is that, you know, people will have a more free exchange of thoughts marketplace again. Yeah, um, what do you think about what do you think about Andrew Tate and you know Donald Trump getting their accounts back? I always thought that they should have their accounts. I don't think that they should have they should have banned them in the first place. I think that um, like we said in previous episodes, is that you know you should have the autonomy to be able to choose where you get your information from, and if you want to listen to that person. And I think that unless they're not inciting violence. You know, yes, exactly. Unless you're not inciting violence, then you know people should be able to choose if they want to listen to you or not. That's the only way that people can make you know informed decision based on you know what makes them feel okay or you know let people live their life how they want to live. And if this is you know if you're I'm not you know maybe I should blame the people that said this you know, or that did this. Like if Donald Trump t- tells you to drink bleach because it's gonna you know cure COVID. First of all, you should know that you shouldn't have to drink bleach. If you're on Twitter, you can make a Twitter account, verify your or verify your own account and go through all the steps to to make the account. And then after that, you listen to him to drink bleach. That's I don't think that's on anyone else but you. You know what I mean? Like you should feel like you should be smart enough to make that decision if you're gonna be on that platform. But at the same um at the same time, like um I was just gonna say that. Essentially, like that's the importance of everything being able to choose, um, you know, where you get your information from. So I think it's a good thing that they're back. I don't, but and if you, you know, if it makes you mad, you know, what they're posting, I just kind of think like maybe block them. You still have the ability to block if you don't want to ever hear anything from them. Yeah, exactly. That's what that button is there for. And 
I don't know. I think people are, are so quick to, you know, if I disagree with them, they can't have a platform. Yeah, and exactly. I think that that's wrong because there's so many people that everybody could disagree with that you don't even know exist, but they're not big enough for you to care about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, another thing too that I think that's uh, important is like, there's no way for you to, if let's say you disagree with something. I listen to people I disagree with all the time. I listen to um, this political commentator. I think I've mentioned him on this podcast before is that, yeah, uh, I've mentioned Destiny before. On uh, he has like a Twitch streaming, ch- or he actually he's banned off Twitch, but he has a YouTube channel, and he does like a lot of political commentary. You know, he's very you know far left, whatever. But he does a lot of debates with really far right conservatives and people that believe stuff like Andrew Tate and you know people that are you know really go hard go uh or go home Trump supporters. I think the important thing about listening to people like that. Um, not destiny. I'm talking about, you know, you know, extremist extremist thoughts. Is that mm-hmm. if you don't understand what they're talking about, how do you properly, you know, be able to give rhetoric that you so know true. that it goes against theirs? You can't strengthen your own belief in something if you don't even know what the other person believes. Because so let's say they bring up a point that you've never thought of or discussed with someone before on your let's say your own view then you're not really going to know how to combat it. it. I think it's like, if you really want to be able to strengthen your own point, you also need to know how to defend it, you know, in a good manner or accurately. So unless you can hear those opposing, uh, you know, thoughts, then um, I don't think that you can make your own strong, your, your own point stronger. You know what I mean? Totally. And actually listening. I, I don't, I can't just highlight how important it is to actually listen because it's just so refreshing to actually hear two people have a, you know, a dialogue and have the other person actually listen to what the other person says and then yeah. respond once they've completed and not just be thinking about what they're going to reply while the other person's talking. That exactly. way there's actually real dialogue, actually real back and forth happening about these issues and understanding a little bit more about the other side's point of view. And, you know, we don't have to degree, uh, agree with one another. We just have to, you know, be able to hear minded to hear each other out. Yeah. And then hopefully understand where they're coming from. Because at the end of the day, every, I think most people have good intentions. And the thing is like, even when you transfer, I think this is just like important conversation. Just, just because also like, you know, Twitter is a platform about being able to exchange ideas is that express yourself. Yeah. yeah. Being able to express yourself is that once you have like conversations with people, like it, the old Twitter is like the way to get rid of it is just to block it out. You know, you just ban the platform. You never have to hear from them again, allegedly. And um, in real life, that's not going to be, ha- that's not going to happen. Like when you have discussions with people and you disagree, like you can't just hit the block button on their face or something. There's no, th- that doesn't exist, right? You're going to have to actually have a discussion with people. So if you're able to maybe not have the discussion with a person in real life, but maybe go to their tweets and, you know, kind of read what they believe and then, you know, do your own research. And then after that, you, when you have a discussion, maybe even on Twitter with someone about a certain you know, certain topic, you'll be able to talk about it more knowledgeably and more effectively after doing that own research where you have an ability to look up what they're actually talking about and what they're saying and where they're getting the information and then do your own research after that to be able to have, um, you know, uh, a productive dialogue with it after, whether it be on Twitter or in real life or wherever you're having these discussions with people. So true. So, so um, that's yeah. kind of like my thoughts on the whole free speech censorship. or, you know, the whole censorship that he's doing. I think it's a good thing. I don't think that it's bad. I don't, I, I didn't have any problems with that. I just thought like, uh, I just, the, the only things that I thought were really interesting were the timeline of him at, you know, actually buying Twitter. Um, actually, you know, going back to kind of like the acquisition and everything, I think he himself kind of um, believed that he he paid too much that's probably why he was trying to get out of it originally but like you're saying you know if he has the ability to really you know make his money worth it then i think in the long run it'll probably pay off maybe right now he's getting a lot of heat but 
if he can, you know, steer it in the right direction, then I think that it's possible for it to be very profitable some way, somehow, at least. Yeah, and I think he was flexing for a little bit, you know. Yeah, I've been I, flexing I, for I, a little I, bit lately yeah. on the Twitter. Like yeah, people were like tweeting at him, like, "Hey, Elon Musk could solve world hunger issues if he donated all his money right now." And he replied, yeah. saying, "Hey, give me a plan right now on how to do it, and then if if it makes sense, if it actually works, then I'll do it." Yeah. And the guy didn't reply. <laughs> <laughs> What was I yeah. gonna say? It's just like random side topic. I think we were we've mentioned maybe like we might bring up Jeff Bezos, but do you have any thoughts about that? I heard he donated like a bunch of his money. I think he's going his wife's route. Yeah, I I mean I heard that he pledged to donate a bunch of his money. Yeah, we've heard um, people pledge in by the past, aka life. Amber Heard. But I digress. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He said the majority of his his net worth during his lifetime. Um, and I also heard some crazy stat the other day about if you earn $10,000 a day from the pyramid ages of when the pyramids were made from then till now, you still wouldn't have as much as Jeff Bezos. Really? Yeah, that's what someone... It was just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. Ten thousand dollars a day, you're living, man. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. It's like if you saved ten thousand dollars a day, ten thousand a month the, is where, great. Where the pyramids were built in twenty five forty BC, <laughs> you would still only have one fifth of Jeff Bezos's net worth. <laughs> nice. He's really rolling on the dough, man. That is just. But if he actually actually gives away a lot of his money, I'll be I'll really be shocked. But yeah, realistically, what's he going to do with it, right? His family is going to be generationally generationally set for multiple generations if he just puts away mean, five or ten bills. eons? Yeah, eons. Like five or ten <laughs> bills, they're good. They're good for a long, long, long time. Long, long time. And then what? What, are the, what about the rest of it? Like the rest of 150 or whatever, however many billion. This guy he could start a up a small person, country. Right? Yeah, I think he is, yeah. I think he is. That was just, just like a crazy. Interesting thought that I had. Uh, we'll get to Kanye one day, one of these days. We'll have a Kanye conversation. Yeah, and we'll have a Kanye conversation. Um, but I, you know, I'm a big Kanye fan, and I'm I'm actually no. We could chat about him getting out of his deal with uh, Adidas. Yo, you saw that right? I, I think yes. I said it to you, but you had already saw it. Is that yeah. he said that it was like a big gotcha? Like, I don't know if. Do you think that's a backpedal thing? Or do you think that that was his that's, whole plan that's, all along? Yo, that's that's what's really hard to decipher. This for a couple things. One is I could see how restrictive once you're in contracts with you know major companies and labels or you know product lines, how impossible yeah. it is to get your own ideas to be you know pursued. Right, it has to go through a board, and then there's all these different layers that of people that have to approve it before something goes out. Whereas where you're working more independently, you know, let's say he's making an album. It's his album. Like if he says, I don't want this person on this track or I don't want this uh, song to be included in the LP, like then it's out. You know what I mean? But like once you are partnered with Gap or let's say you're partnered with Adidas, you know, there's all these layers of boards, CEOs, executives that has to go through for it to be able to be um, approved that, you know, he probably possibly got tired of that. So that's the first thing. Two is like you're saying, it could have been a backpedal. I don't know if, it's, if it is a backpedal. If it is, then the way that he disguised it is genius. Regardless. Yeah. And if it, like we were saying, if it was actually his whole plan was to get out of it, that is also genius too. But the way he went about it is you know, questionable, but... Very, yeah. Uh, it's just so tough, man, because Forbes quotes the amount that Adidas lost in, uh, in breaking this contract was they lost $650 million. And that's a lot of money. If you think about that, I would, I would get pretty creative to try to, to try to get out of owing somebody $650 million or potentially being liable for even $200, you're, you're $300 million. You're saying he is he's yes. liable for that? Yeah, uh, Adidas. 
Adidas actually has to. Uh, well, they they're gonna lose six hundred fifty million dollars mm. over the course of whatever their expected revenue and or additional considerations of them breaking the contract with Easy. And uh, he got out of that. He he got out of having to pay a set amount of money to get out of the contract because he wanted to get out of the contract. Oh, I didn't think about that either. Yeah, so he wouldn't have been able to get out of the contract even though he wanted to. Because there's probably like a, a contract things. breaking fee, you mean? Yeah, like either a contract breaking fee or he can't sell his own designs. He can't do certain things. He might not. He might not even have his own autonomy anymore to be able to to do whatever he wants in terms of designs or use his own brand, or use his name. Adidas probably owned a lot of that. So, wow. Yeah, he can I do. He can do whatever that. he wants now. I didn't and think about that. So that's. I, I guess he get, navigated around that. If um, if that's what he was getting at. If yeah, that's if what that's he was getting what, at. If that's what he was getting at, yeah. Um, and he called their bluff because there's no way Adidas wouldn't have done that. Adidas is a German company. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's what <they> <laughs> yeah, there's no way. He called their bluff. <laughs> so, a uh, little humor for today, but um, on Twitter, <laughs> hopefully you can keep it you know, a little bit more you know, tame. Uh, apparently, he, he's... Uh, Donald Trump's, or he asked Donald Trump to be his running mate, but then I saw like, you guys know, my my new source, everyone, is Worldstar, okay? I am proud of it. I don't care if you guys roast me in the comment section or roast me behind still. Yeah. Apparently we're in 2012 <laughs> I'm, still. I'm stuck in a time loop, okay? <laughs> but, listen, what I saw on Worldstar is that apparently he had he had asked Donald Trump to be his running mate, and then Donald Trump, when he met with him, said something about Kim Kardashian and then he got really mad and then he said he didn't want to be with him because that's still the mother of his kids. Oh, another thing that I had to say about Kanye is like um he does struggle with a lot of mental health issues. So everything that I don't know like that's why it also makes deciphering what his actions are a lot more difficult, you know? That's what another thing I had to say. So that's why I can never really pin my fingers on what he's actually trying to do because I don't know exactly what his intentions are because he could be having, you know, a little bit of a mental health episode or that could actually be what he was trying to do. You know what I mean? Maybe he, like, what if I told you? What? Which he, what if I said he, he didn't have any mental health problems? Like, w- would you be shocked at that or? I would be shocked. just a random uh, statement. Uh... I would be shocked at that because that's 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 something kind of messed up to like to to lie Think about. about. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, so okay, if you because there there just happens to be such a large. The reason why I said there's a large community on TikTok who believes that <laughs> this is big conspiratorial community on TikTok who believes that um, he never had any mental health issues and that you know the media has twisted things. But that that's like a whole separate episode. We could make a whole episode about Kanye on its own and dive in deeper to his past and like it's so it's so deep man it's actually really cool because you know in like some of his songs he was just he would say like uh, he's like um he's like nah you can't tell me nothing and he's like yeah. wait till i get my money up kind of thing and then basically people were saying is like okay now he has his money up now he he's gonna like he's just like gonna tell everyone how it is because he's just like um basically telling everyone, hey, wait till I get my money up. And then now he's coming out and, and telling everybody the truth about whatever his thoughts are because he's not constrained by money. He doesn't depend on anybody for money. He can't I also, be bought. Yeah, I was also going to say, I don't think he cared that much about him being a billionaire status. Like He does. Like he, cared. He, he does, man. He takes it personally. Like He, he talks about the offense that he has towards Forbes. Because Forbes came oh, really? out with an article recently that said he his net worth is four hundred million, and he's just like they're attacking me because they're saying that right. I have four hundred million, and that's not true. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, oh damn! <laughs> like, Only four hundred million. Come are, on, people are on their knees for one million, buddy. Like four million, four hundred. Yeah, million. he's like they said four hundred million. They disrespected me, like. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I don't know what the like, next I, album is going to be about Adidas <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Imagine he named it Adidas or something oh like that. God. That'd be so then funny. You get sued for copyright infringement. Would he? Just by naming it? Unless it's like a parody. Adidas? I think, unless it's a parody, uh, yeah, you definitely get sued. Or yeah, Any, maybe like. You get sued for anything here. America, you can sue anybody for anything, man. I didn't even know that Elon Musk could get sued by the stock market, uh, stock, you know, the shareholders of Twitter for stock market manipulation, but that happened and it almost went through. But that's like, I think it's just very specific cases if it's like intentional or for gain and if there's evidence and because otherwise he can say whatever he wants. This is, this is like, the U.S. is a free country. You guys have freedom of speech, freedom of expression, but it, there, there is manipulation rules. Like what is it? SEC? Oh, or yeah, like yeah. That. Or SEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that. I think um, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff about Twitter and censorship. But um, let us know if you want us to dive deeper into, you know, some of the Kanye stuff or even some other topics like Trump or Tate. Yeah, because we haven't and talked about also, Tate yet. Tate has come up and gone in the, oh, in the time no, no, that we've taken no. a hiatus. I would, I, would still, I would still like to talk about Tate at one point. I, okay, <laughs> I still want to talk about Tate. At yeah, one we got to talk about him. I, it's, I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> that one's gonna be a good episode. You um, think if we buy his membership, he he'll, he'll come he'll come on the podcast? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> Didn't I already tell you I'm a member? Oh, you are? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Ladies, ladies, be careful with this one. <laughs> yeah, you can't be saying that stuff in public. Women, are, are women listeners, <laughs> I'm joking. It's a joke. Not actually. Not actually. It only cost me $5. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's some change, baby. It's $8 to get verified. Um. <laughs> anyway, though... Um, Oh, future plans is like we also we wanted to do uh, episodes where we have two people that debate on or debate discussion whatever you want to call it civilized discussion may I add civilized in the beginning of that um, people talk about two opposing viewpoints um, maybe the next episode could be you know Andrew Tater and a non Andrew Tater go at it and then we give our opinions uh, the next episode yeah. after but we do have thoughts of bringing people with opposing view viewpoints on um our idealists for this uh this season's coming episodes so possibly look out for that or if you're one of those people that do want to have those discussions definitely hit us up on uh instagram and <laughs> not twitter <laughs> we don't have twitter <laughs> uh, yeah but no. definitely hit us up on instagram or if you have our numbers uh just def definitely text, text and stuff Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's been it. That's uh, another episode of the Broke Billies. Don't worry. This episode, you will be listening to it. We will not mess anything up this time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Any last, uh, any last remarks, Kyle? Oh yeah, of course. We don't got money, but we got ideas. Deuces. <laughs>